It's like trying to win a car race. Should be a good one. And as you're driving, saying, hey, make it run better. You could have a posse of waifus. Starting off kind of strangely. Slaying the land. Welcome to the show. This is insanity. Taking a critical look at the gaming news of the week. This info is pretty shocking. Somebody's got to give an answer to this. This is Augmented Reality. You are watching my favorite channel. I've not heard of them. The Triple S League. Enjoy, guys. Hey everybody, welcome to Augmented Reality, your source for news, leaks, and insights about games in the gaming industry, presented by the Triple S League. Thank you so much for joining us today, whether you're joining us live or after the fact. We enjoy uh, connecting with you and hearing your thoughts on what we're discussing, so leave your thoughts and opinions in the live chat or in the comments down below, especially if you have tried out the new patches we're going to be discussing today. Patch 7 for uh, Baldur's Gate 3, and then uh, patch 1.5 or version 1.5 patch for Cyberpunk 2077. That's a lot of numbers to keep straight. I'm uh, really, really happy with myself that I got through that without fumbling it. So if you are listening live today, uh, please do say hello in the live chat. Leave us your thoughts, like I said, about those two patches or what you saw in either of the presentations yesterday. We covered the Baldur's Gate 3 one live on our Triple S League channel. Uh, it was happening about the same time as, as the Cyberpunk one, if I'm not mistaken, so we didn't have a chance to check that one out live, but we will be covering uh, the details about that as well, as well as sharing with you some thoughts that our community members had about it. Um, but Baldur's Gate 3, of course, uh, it's been a big game for our community, and uh, yeah, there's some pr pretty uh, pretty great updates for that game, and it's still in early access, but uh, first let me just say please do slam that like button. Again, if you are listening live or after the fact, my name is Ash. I'll be your host today, and I'm here as always with Cybsidian. And also, we, we do have Moon Tag today. She had to uh, momentarily go take care of something, so I'm not sure if she's back yet. But Cyb, how are you doing? I've today? returned. You have returned. Oh, good. Excellent. Well, how are you both today? Good, 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 good. Yeah, it's, it's been... <laughs> you uh, sound a little less enthusiastic. It's been non-stop with, with uh, uh, Lost Ark and some other stuff. Yeah, Lost uh, Ark is another game Boulder, that... Baldur's Gate, yeah. Just exploded. It was... it was. We, we talked... Did we talk about it on this show? I, I don't remember now. We but talked about it yesterday a little bit, yeah. We talked about it yesterday. I can't remember if we did a podcast episode about it, but that, that game just went insane. Uh, it, it like it's just come to the West. It's been uh, active in other parts of the world for quite a while, but upon just its introduction in the West, it has exploded and become the number two, the number two played game on Steam. So, yep, um, all time, all time. It's now it's been um, like it's 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 number it's been in the number one spot on and off uh, right. all this week. Um, but no, it, like it's, it's number one right now, right now, like just a few minutes ago, there was 1.1, 1. 1, uh, two, I guess. Yeah, I guess it's, it's over, it's over, it's over 126,000, one, uh, 1, 126,000. Okay. Um, that's like played right, like that's playing right now. Mm -hmm. There's eight hundred thousand people playing uh, Counter Strike, which again I'm I'm so shocked by the fact mm -hmm. that so many people play Counter Strike, um, and then Dota, and then past that is going to be uh, PUBG. The all-time highest game ever was PUBG 
that was in January 2018, and mm-hmm. that was at 3.2 million players. That was at and concurrent players? That's concurrent players. That's, okay, that's the yeah. record for the most concurrent players ever. Um, second place to that now is obviously, as of like yesterday, a couple of days ago, Lost Ark at uh, 1.325. Um, but at the uh, Counter Strikes, only ever had a hundred, uh, 1.3 million top end players. Dota's ever only ever gotten just below that, um, and then below that has been New World and Cyberpunk. Um, interestingly enough, so okay, yeah. So all games with tons of concurrent players. But so to clarify, Lost Ark got most players played ever, or they or second most players played total. Or second most concurrent players. Well, now you're just confusing it. <laughs> I am very confused now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> most players ever was 2018 okay. PUBG. So th- you're second talking about most players ever concurrently. Yeah. Okay. Was was just a few days ago with Lost Ark. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Gotcha. So we're, we're nowhere near close. Nobody's nobody's even gotten halfway close to shattering PUBG's Battleground record when it when that game first like came out as a major game. That for some okay. somehow nobody's even gotten close to uh, competing at that level. Well, it was so. the wasn't it maybe not the first but the the first really popular uh, battle royale. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was the first yeah, 2018. So everyone loved this was this new thing. Everyone jumped on board. Then Fortnite came along and yeah, there. and again, that's Steam charts. That's, we're not talking that's not, like... Yeah, you know, that's not everything. We're not anyway. talking uh, uh, combined, like, you know, consoles and, and stuff like that. We don't we don't have a number on that. Um, and, and even then, it, it might be, you know, it might be some stupid mobile game that's actually the most played ever. Probably, uh, so yeah. We don't <laughs> have not surprise those. me at all. Tetris. Tetris. Right. Anyway, Snake. not Tetris. I think I think probably like if you're talking just game games, probably something like Minesweeper has been the most played concurrently at any given time, uh, or Solitaire, so some some kind of thing like that. Because it's like it's like if you look up, uh, I think it's a, I think it's government bureaucracy. One of the pictures that's used to showcase government bureaucracy is I believe it's in India. Um, there's about a hundred people crammed into a tiny little like waiting room office. They are they are pushed up against this like literal like fence that keeps them away from the person who's supposed to be doing the paperwork for those people on the other side of that wall, essentially. And they're all sitting there looking at this person, waiting for them to do you know to to file the paperwork for whatever they're waiting for which is probably like you know something um and while they're doing this the person the only one person behind the the computer is playing solitaire and not a care in the world (laughs) and it's like that's that is a perfect representation of bureaucracy Mm mm-hmm but yeah, anyways, so all right, so, so yeah, no, Lost Ark number one, still like still absolutely hammering away. A week later, it's been out for for a week now, 
since early access, still well over a million players. Um, the player general, like, like there's more new people playing every day. There are some people who are, who have played it, didn't really like it. Didn't like the isometric thing. Didn't like the, the gaminess of it, you know, in certain aspects and have walked away, but still that it, it seems that the general account usage is, is going up slowly, which is again, shocking. Like you just don't have this in MMOs. Usually in MMO, it's launch day is its biggest day, and then it progressively gets like lower and lower and lower from there, losing like, you know, in some cases losing anywhere between two and five percent of its general population every day until like a month out. In which case, you know, population usually like sits at about half of what you know, close to half or sixty percent of what it was on launch day. And then over the next month, it drops down, you know, anywhere between the next month uh, to the next four months, five months, you know, to the point where it's six months old, it drops down to literally nothing, you know, 10% of what it was. Yeah. All right. Well, it's it's another great story of success. It's great to see uh, that kind of a thing happening. And then, of course, you know, you have have the attack articles for stupid reasons that, that just tells you that that there's very little that the uh, gaming media can find to criticize about this game, but they just have to for some reason. But let's get on to what we're talking about, what our actual uh, title topics are. So Baldur's Gate 3, patch number 7. There was a big event for it yesterday. It was Panel from Hell number 5, and it was uh, it was a really good time. We covered it live on our Triple uh, S League channel, which is, again, our partner channel to this channel. It is much bigger than this channel. And you can watch the entire thing live there. We did have some audio volume issues right at the beginning because their stream, their Larian's stream was really quiet. And then when I tried to fix it, I changed the wrong, I cranked the wrong uh, fader up. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) so that caused some problems. But anyway, we got it evened out and it was a good time. Uh, There was, uh, there there was something that somebody had worked very hard on for many hours, uh, got destroyed in about five seconds uh it was hilarious and uh and uh no actual steam decks were harmed in the making of the live stream that's what i'll say but but uh yeah it was a really good time we uh it was very entertaining plus we got to see the highlights of uh what's in patch number seven and what you know we got to and then see it in action as sven and uh, a couple other guys one of them was a apparently a popular streamer although i've never heard of him uh, shadow something uh should have looked up his name before starting here <clears throat> excuse me but we got to see it in action it looked really good so um this has been a a, a big game for our community so we're going to cover it in some depth um you're not going to go through every every little thing listed in these patch notes because there's just they list every little bug fix here so uh you know we're not going to go through every little thing but the the big highlights of course uh the barbarian class has been added to the game and it's got two subclasses, the Berserker and the Wild Heart. Uh, the Berserker allows you to grow your rage into a relentless frenzy and gain the ability to deal additional damage in the heat of battle. And uh, and when you are filled with... I didn't realize this. Uh, this was uh, exclusive to the Berserker uh, when we were watching. But when you're filled with rage, you can use improvised weapons. Uh, for example, you can pick up a chair and smash a guy over the head with it. So, uh, Wolfheart. Yeah, thank you, Sunglare. That was the streamer who joined uh, Larian on the on the stream yesterday, and did uh, 
yeah, did quite a good job. Okay. So then as... He, uh, he was he was slightly better at playing the game than the people who actually make the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is which is why their very first like uh their 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 first actual like they had an actual like win win like you know without like major major failures right um, because again it's like it's like everything that could possibly go wrong they always roll a one when they need to roll a ten. They always roll, you know. They always miss their yeah. Because it's a true attack. live event, like they, they, yeah. It's a, they didn't it's a have true some live scripted thing and, happening in the game. Yeah. Like they were just playing the game live, and so they had planned out what to do. But things didn't always go right. But their their ability to improvise was pretty good. But they 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 were able to show all of the cool stuff, inclu including uh, stealth cat throwing, which was just <laughs> amazing. I mean, that was a very entertaining show. Uh, especially if you've played the game before. But as a wild heart barbarian, you draw from the power of your bestial heart and a wild and wield ferocious combat abilities inspired by the elk, by, by the eagle, elk, tiger, bear, or wolf. And uh, you flaunt unique facial piercings based on which animal you choose to guide you. Although I believe you could also... If, you could also just you change. You could just change them if you wanted. Yeah, you weren't... like If, yeah. you, if you chose bear and you didn't like the bear piercings you could just change those with another option so that that's nice like player choice player choice hmm. they're they're huge on player choice and i think this is one of the reasons why people love this game just all of the just all of the different ways you can approach things you can blast your way through the enemies or you can uh, throw a cat <laughs> well we'll explain more about that in a minute i guess but the hud was i think in my opinion was the best the second best uh or second biggest change, um, not just the HUD, but item, uh, you know, item management. Because item item management has been a nightmare in this game before. I found it incredibly difficult. Um, so I'm, I'm really glad they overhauled that. That they really put a lot of work into overhauling the uh, the HUD, how items are managed, the inventory screens, the character screens. Um, you know, making them sub windows. In, in the case of the inventory and, and uh, character screens, you can make them like windows now floating above instead of them taking up the entire screen. They float above your gameplay view. So you can drag things from your inventory right into the game world and your character walks over and places it down and that kind of a thing. Plus, it's just it's just a lot easier uh, transferring things between characters, a lot easier categorizing things like it's quick to find if you're looking for that one spell, um, you can quickly just click one thing and see all of your level one spells, all of your level two spells, or whatever. Or you can use a search function. Just start typing it in, and it'll pop right up for you. Excellent quality of life stuff. Um, some some were yeah, saying... The UI new redesign is like my favorite part because like before when I would look at the screen, I just kind of get like overwhelmed being like there's stuff everywhere. I'm not too sure what this all means. So like, yeah, mm -hmm. just the effort into the organization of it all, like really, really appreciate. Yeah, for sure. And uh, they said they're still working on things and they've been iterating on this for a long time. And some were saying that the new UI looked a little funny. And I mean... I mean, it's going to look funny, think, especially think, if you play if you've played the game before. The fact that it's different think, is going to make it look odd. 
<clears throat> well, I think one of the things that made the UI look a little wonky was the fact that they had a um oh now i can't remember the name of the creature um the gith yankee they had the gith yankee's face in the face in the portrait and it looks stretched a little bit yeah it did but i don't know if that was because they they haven't quite nailed down the the size and shape of the that or whether or not it just boils down to the fact that, you know, it's a Githyanki and their faces are normally a lot thinner and appear more stretched with because even, like even when they're wearing helmets, they don't they don't look you know, they don't look human. Which is fine which is fine because that's that's the whole purpose of the of you know, having different races, especially something that is that is still humanoid but is much different than just say like an elf right sure Sure. but i mean the portrait was obviously stretched like their faces are not that oblong Uh, yeah well i mean that's i I, like i i didn't know whether it was just like that or or that like i don't i don't know so we'll see well i i imagine it looked like a mistake to me but in any case uh as as i mentioned here so it's got new character sheet and party panel views combine the old equipment inventory stats panel uh which is so nice because having all of those screens and then having to bind them to different buttons and then switching back and forth to do the thing you want it was a pain in the butt so i'm really i'm really glad for all of that um and then uh, updated the turn order ui to appear at the top center of the screen and allow for scrolling uh, I hadn't noticed that, but yeah, that's... I did notice that it had moved. Uh, I don't know what they mean by allow for scrolling. But uh, party management tool below party member portraits that includes toggles for groups, group mode and group sneak. So all kinds of all kinds of quality of life stuff like that. Uh, the mini-map is now a circle, the most noble shape. <laughs> so let's see. Then you have thrown weapons. So you have thrown, you could always throw your weapons, but they would do damage based on their weight stat. So throwing a one pound rock or throwing a one pound uh, axe would do the same damage. Now the thrown weapons do their damage based on their damage stats. And so it's a, it's a deliberate sort of throw, um, you know, using it as a thrown weapon as opposed to a, a melee, like a handheld melee weapon that you're just throwing. So that's really, really good. Barbarians will begin the game with two hand axes in addition to the primary great axe weapon. Uh, so thrown apps, thrown weapons uh, include daggers, javelins, hand axes, and spears. So thrown spear, I yeah, I mean, that just makes sense, and that's really good. I'm glad they're adding that in. And uh, improvised weapons, you can now attack by using furniture, instruments, animals, limbs, and NPCs as improvised melee weapons. Uh, so, so there's actually going to be a reason now for somebody to carry around a literal bag full of, you know, big weapons and swords. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So up here it says, as a wild heart barbarian, you can flaunt unique fit... No, that's not the one... Uh, you can improv- you can use improvised weapons as a bonus action. Oh, okay. Yeah. So bonus improvised action. weapons, you anyone can use improvised. weapons. Anybody can use. Anybody but you can get a like... bonus action when you're like a, a barbarian in the barbarian frenzy. That's that's really cool. And again, it's like some people were were saying, you know, ah, it doesn't seem very realistic. It's like, no, nah, it, it, 
you want to throw something, you know, you've got a free arm and you want to throw something at a, a horde of goblins coming towards you. What better than another goblin? Right. <laughs> like, it's right you know, it, I mean, that, that would scare the, uh, the ever living, um, you know, doo doo out of most. If you saw, people. yeah, yeah. I mean, if you saw one of your allies suddenly thrown and hurled towards you, <laughs> knocking another or killing another one of you, you know, it's like, oh, okay, this is bad, right? It's like, okay. it's like that's that's what I think, and um, it's that whole like Hulk versus Loki kind of concept too, where it's just like, it's yep. like I don't need weapon, I use you as weapon. <laughs> Well, all, and, all uh, yesterday, I yeah. was thinking while we were watching that, like it, you can you can role play as the Hulk in this now. I mean, yeah. if only you could get it's... the the ogre body kind of or a big hulking body kind of thing. They don't have that yet, but they have it as an NPC. I'm sure someone will mod someone will mod that in. Mm-hmm. So lots of so <clears throat> I mean, there's again so much here. There are there's. A bunch of new animations, plus they revamped, uh, they revamped, revamped a whole bunch of the cutscenes, added new cutscenes. Because in addition to all of the, the changes to the gameplay mechanics, there's new content in, um, in Act One now. There's new content in Act One, so if you're playing through it, you will encounter new stuff. It's not just the same stuff you're encountering in a different way. Uh, there is new stuff, new quests, new characters, all of those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. They uh, re-recorded, remastered portions of the narrator's voiceover, so it is still the same narrator voice. So, I mean, uh, someone was worried about that yesterday. It's still the same. Yeah, no, no, it's they made her they made her um, say things a little bit a little bit more clear in certain cases. There were also some times where the 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 things didn't quite match up properly. Also, now um, that whole like glowing symbol actually they've actually managed to finally add that so you actually you you know instead of before when you had to use your imagination you actually saw the glowing effects when she's like the symbol glows it's like you actually see the symbol glow and it actually matches up in real time now so there was i don't think they re-recorded every line of hers i there's some stuff sounded very yeah i think it was just portions where it was like Ah, this didn't quite fit the ambiance or the feeling of this particular moment. So they, I think they just added basically more voice lines to it, which is great because, um, a, she's a wonderful voice actress. I like, I would, I would, I would, uh, I would do some, uh, probably some, uh, very illegal things if I could guarantee getting her to read, read my, you know, do the narration for my book, but you know, it's it's just like she's fantastic i love her as a voice actress um so yeah there's probably legal ways to accomplish that yeah there's probably legal ways a, lot to of, a lot of money probably not something i can afford though yeah exactly um yeah so moon uh did you have anything else you wanted to add in here about you know what jumped out at you from yesterday the scream of the barbarian oh yeah yes just like when he goes into like his rage or his frenzy mode and he just goes <laughs> it's very satisfying very satisfying to listen to so i really like that 
Right, yes. They also added this room portal system, which conceals... The, so basically, if the door is closed and there's no way... Mm -hmm. There's no access into a room. You can't see what's in there. It's just black now. Now, yes. So this this is really great because again, for like sneak modes or like some of these other modes where you just you could see everything, and you were like, okay, well, I'm just gonna you know I'm just gonna use throw the cat in there. I'm just gonna use my sense of uh, of uh, not echolocation uh, clairvoyance. I'm just gonna use my clairvoyance to know that I could send you know, one character into the side room and to come at them from the back just as I open up the main room. And it's like, you can't do that anymore. Now, you know... You actually sure have to you scout can, it out kind of thing. You yeah, you, you actually have to scout it out. You actually have to, like, plan a little bit more. Um, you, you know, that's that's good. I, I like that. And again, I was like, I, I knew that they were going to do that eventually because they had mentioned it somewhere beforehand. Um, but yeah, it was it was quite clear that they were you know, that they were actually going to be actively doing this to try their best. Mm -hmm. So Now, it still, it still needs some improvement because when you open the door, it's still just a big black void until you actually step into the room, which doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you should be able to, once you open the door, you should be able to see in. It'd be cool to have characters in the room react to the door being opened, too, being like, mm -hmm. what, is someone over there? Like, so... Who did that? That would be... What is going on? Yeah. Someone but, stole my sweet roll. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody stole your sweet roll and then took an arrow to the knee. So we <laughs> should explain the cat throwing thing, though. So they demoed it. By the way, you want to see this in action? You can go watch, uh, again, our stream yesterday. And you can skip ahead a little bit to where, where they're they're actually playing the game. And you'll see all this stuff in action. You'll see the, U, the new UI. At one point, Sven... Uh, he does a back and forth comparison of the old UI versus the new UI, but they they did this thing in the Whispering Depths where they demonstrated how you could get past a big uh, whole bunch of combat where you're fighting spiders and edder caps and things, um, and get to get to basically sneak through to get this gem. That's the MacGuffin you need to open the the evil book kind of a thing and. But what they did was instead of, it's like this, there's this chasm, there's this huge chasm that separates you from uh, the area where the where your target is. You can, then then there's this air, this passage that goes around where you would encounter all this combat. But what they demoed is they, basically, they had a druid in the party who turned into a cat. Then they had a barbarian and they gave, so they gave the cat Featherfall, they gave the barbarian some, uh, some I think it was the strength, barbarian. Strength potion. They, they gave him strength potion, stuff like that. Yeah. And then they picked up the cat and threw it across this cavern. So basically they threw the druid just way far. And it landed on the other side. And the spiders on the spiders on the other side were triggered by it. Were like Because they forgot to stealth. They, yeah, so so for for a second, the spiders knew that the druid was there, but the druid cat was able to uh to sneak away and they had this this was i think this was new too wasn't it or maybe i just don't remember but they had a glowing spot on the ground that indicated this is where the enemies think you are and the, and the druid snuck away from that or like this is the last position where the where the uh, the enemies knew where 
Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know if that's new. I I don't think it's new. I think it's always been that way. That but may be. Not... It's I maybe may have just forgotten it. But anyway, it was cool. So he was able to sneak away though. Uh, the spiders didn't find him again after that. They got the thing and then they jumped into the underdark. And Featherfall ran out just as the cat was jumping. And uh, the cat died. But then they went down and resurrected him. So it was okay. It was okay. For you cat lovers. Plus, it wasn't a real cat anyway. It was just a druid, so, you know. Just a druid. Just a, <laughs> just a humanoid. Who cares? <laughs> so, anyway, if you were watching yesterday, or if you've had a chance to try this out. Now, Moon, I know you've installed it, but you just haven't, you haven't been able to actually uh, load up the game yet with the new patch, right? I'm going to be playing it today. Okay. I was caught up playing Lost Ark yesterday, so. <laughs> I'm just seeing if, yeah, no one's, no one's really discussed it too much in our Baldur. We have a Baldur's Gate three. Uh, there's there's a lot of our members have decided that they're not going to play any more of the alpha, uh, or sorry, early access. I don't know. Uh, every single time, uh, they're not playing any more of the early access until they get um, until it's fully released. Yeah, they don't um, want to like keep playing it and like overplay yeah. it, and get tired of it, kind of thing. Because it is yeah. just the first chapter, the first act. It's on there so they want to leave they want to leave some stuff like there's a there was a new area added in the last patch i believe it was the last patch uh that really expanded on the um on the story and like what was going on and there were some of our members were like don't tell me what happens i don't want it to be spoiled and uh, they want to have this natural uh, uh you know moment there discovery, right discovery yeah yeah discovery yeah that makes that makes sense. There, there are only so many times I think you could play through uh, Phase One, mm -hmm. Act One of the game. Even if they keep adding new stuff, yeah, eventually you're. I think I'm like I'm almost at the point. If they add another really big area, I might uh, pick it up again before full release. By the way, we do have, and they didn't give a release date, but the uh, their estimation at this point is that they're about a year away from being finished development of the full game. So we're looking at another year. Uh, again, phase one, like act one is available there to play if you want, or if you, if you're going to wait until, uh, until next year, that's, you know, totally understandable. But I mean, I wanted to talk a little bit about the, the, you know, Larian's approach. So we've had, we've had several studios now do this kind of, uh, pre, um, got typing noise uh we've got some uh several of the studio several studios now have done uh basically these uh these media these series of uh media presentations we had cyberpunk or we had uh, cd project red do that with cyberpunk 2077 we've got larian doing that with Baldur's gate and then we we had techland doing that with dying light 2 and there's been those are the big ones i think those are the big ones that i can think of where they they basically try to put together these high production value series, getting everyone hyped up for the game that's coming up. And now Larians, interestingly, have been, I think, the lowest in terms of budget and production value. And, you know, they have they've had some audio problems. They've had, you know, you can tell they're just it's just it's not like they hired some big production company from Hollywood to to do these things for them or whatever. They're 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 much smaller studio. I I don't know if they're doing it in house or if they hired on somebody to do production. But 
don't know those details. But anyway, production quality overall lower, but the show they've been much, much better than any of anybody than anyone else has done. Whether it's, you know, CD Project Red doing Night City Wires, or whether it's actually they they've outdone most most showcases that have been at EA the past couple of years or EA E3 past couple of years or the game awards or any of these things because they're giving their their fan base exactly what they want mm-hmm. a fun time what a concept it's an entertaining show it's kind of it's kind of silly and a duct tape production but it's entertaining but they're not they're not filling they're not giving you these just a whole ton of cg trailers with and feeding you a bunch of bs they get right into it they show you the gameplay you know, they like so yesterday they did this whole introduction section where they went around. They, they had a whole bunch of their staff there. They all went around and everybody talked about things they had contributed. And everybody was in costume. Yeah. Well, that's part of it, too. Right They're They're so fun. It's like it kind of feels like you're at a convention or something. And mm-hmm. then they just dive right in without too much delay. They dive right in and just play the game and show you exactly what's going on with it. That combined with their releasing of the early access, the entire first act in early access, and we talked about this yesterday, th- this is a really good system. We we were all soured, and you had said, especially you, Cyber, you were soured on sort of the pregame hype after Cyberpunk 2077, mm-hmm. as I think most of us were. But when you're doing it this way, where you're actually giving people something you're giving people a part of the game letting them be involved in the feedback process for the game Mm -hmm. yeah like actually taking their feedback into consideration with patches (laughs) well yeah absolutely taking their feedback into into consideration plus giving them an entertaining show that shows them what they want not just a bunch of empty cg trailers and a bunch of people talking and not showing anything Oh, we're, you know, we're so excited about the agency that the players will have in this game and the expansiveness of, of the whatchamahoos. It's yeah, in. which is just words. Just it's words. Not like... Show us what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. Right. And, and we know that there was, like, there was some serious issues with their, with their feedback where they were getting feedback and they weren't listening to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so much of the stuff that they dropped in favor mm-hmm. of, like, we know that, the game changed a fairly substantial amount after they got in um what's his face to do to uh John Wick to do the the thing, oh, right? Yeah. Like yeah, we that know that that bad. changed the overall direction of some of how the story was gonna go. And between that and some other concepts where they're like, Well, we're just gonna do things differently now because you know, we got this, we got that. It's like those were really bad choices that were made in the heat of the moment that mm-hmm. really, like, really didn't help the game. Mm-hmm. In fact, it probably doomed it on some level. Um, yep, because it made it about that game. character and not about the player anymore. I was so annoyed, especially yeah. with him popping up everywhere and being like, meh, 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 meh. and I'm like, no, shut up, I'm doing my thing. Like, it, it, and again, it, the concept was a, a novel idea and it was good on some level but they just like uh, they just dropped the ball when it came to everything else it's not well executed at all no like i watched trauma playing it yesterday in the discord channel 
and uh, he was like, yeah, let's see what, what this new new patch has. And he's like, okay, uh, we got these uh, different apartments that we can get, something that was apparently promised like in the early, early development, but like didn't actually come to fruition until now. And uh, oh, they fixed the bed animation, apparently. You can actually go to bed and put your head on a pillow. Wait, so you're not lying <laughs> sideways on the bed? <laughs> yes, but I only saw this in one of the new apartments. I didn't check it in like the original apartment that you got, or uh, whatever the little like small mid-range apartment. Like he showed me the corpo one, and apparently the one for the nomads was like more downscaled as well, or something. I don't remember. He didn't didn't show that one to me. But then we also went to the streets, go check out uh, the the any improvements there, and we saw this guy who is sitting in like the invisible car with just like a frame under him and it took like half a minute to load the rest of the vehicle we went to a nightclub and there was about the same number of npcs there was like not not much increase right. to the population whatsoever was he playing on a next gen uh, system uh i can't like, I, I don't know how this is trauma trauma is one of our uh He's a very no, active no. member of our Discord community. Um, I think he was just playing on his PC. Just I think so, too. So, I mean, the next-gen, if you have a powerful enough PC, you do get some of the next-gen updates. And we'll we'll go into what mm -hmm. those are. But again, I just feel like, and this is a perfect segue, but I feel like a lot of studios can learn a lot from what Larian is doing. Mm -hmm. And they're being very successful with it. Like when, when Baldur's Gate comes out, when Baldur's Gate 3 comes out next year or whenever, you know exactly what you're getting with this game and the community has had a ton of input into it. Mm -hmm. Last year, you know, when Cyberpunk came out, that was absolutely not the case. And I would say that, uh, you know, Techland did a sort of, it was middle of the road. I, I feel like, uh, you know, they, they at least delivered what they were what they were promising in general, I feel. And they delivered a really good product in Dying Light 2. Um, although, you know, they did... They at least... They did a better job than CD Projekt Red, in my opinion. But they didn't go as crazy overboard. And they didn't start the... Uh, they didn't start the pre-launch hype years in advance. Mm -hmm, right. Like, like CD Projekt did. So, that's... Anyway... Mm -hmm. On to what's new, I guess, with patch number 1.5. So we've got this graphic here that's basically the, the high-level overview of this. So new weapons available on all systems. They've still got Stadia on here, even though Stadia... Stadia's going the way of the Dodo, are they not? They're... Well, they, they fired their... Um, their, their like, head person Stadia. Got demoted they didn't fire him they demoted him so he's no longer like uh he's no longer in the inner club which is like you know when you have a failing product uh the thing that you want to do is just completely abandon it right because that's <laughs> that's what you do so dumb yeah so dumb but i heard that logic mm -hmm. I, I heard that they were selling it off or something selling off the the tech behind it or something like that so what that's going to happen? What that's what's going to happen to people? The the three people who actually are using Stadia, I'm not sure. Anyway, additional apartments for V, as we've already talked about a little bit. So, so yeah, there's different, there's various apartments you can rent around the city. It's something people wanted. Mm -hmm. Plus, there's 
apparently additional customizations uh, for the the main apartment. I don't know if those apply to the additional apartments. It, I believe it specifically said main apartment in the in the patch notes. You get a hairdressing mirror. So, oh, so this basically means you can change your appearance in any mirror or in the mirror in your apartment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Trauma went through that a little bit, and we went through, like, the different colors, and, like, most of the colors actually match what you see show up on your character. Granted, like, my criticism is that some of the colors were very poorly chosen. Like, he clicked one that looked kind of like gray and blue highlights, and it just came out really muddy on the character model itself. But, like, some of the other ones, like the purple and pink or the green and orange, actually changed to match what the color square said. But mm -hmm. even then, I was like, that that's a mild improvement. Right. And then we have rebalance of gameplay economy and loot systems. How have they been rebalanced? I mean, we'd have to dig into the dig deep into the patch notes to, to really uh, get get a good idea of that. We will go through some of the patch notes. There's too much to go through every single one, obviously. Uh, ray traced local shadows. So uh, on Xbox Series X, PS5, and uh, PC, if your PC is capable of it, you're able. You can turn on the ray tracing. Uh, you can turn on ray tracing, basically. Obviously, the older generation, the Xbox One, the Series S, and the PS4 don't support that. Then. Various visual quality improvements. Okay, so this is getting very, very vague. Improved crowd reactions. Uh, that's, if they did that, I mean, that's, again, another important thing. If they did that, the crowds were, the crowds were just. <laughs> this, Lazy. Yeah, and they're all doing this, this, oh, this I'm afraid animation. That's all the same for everybody. I, I, I don't know. There, there, there's so much. Yeah, I, okay. We're gonna try not to nitpick too much, and then the dual sense, dual sense control controller features have been enabled for PS5. All right, so uh, let's look at the actual patch notes, though. So, uh, so some of the next gen. So we we knew a next gen version of Cyberpunk 2077 was coming, but uh, some of the next gen features are already being enabled. So uh, does this is this their next gen version or is there still another one coming? I mean, I know I basically you get you get it regardless. You know, if you own the game, you you can have access to any version of the game. But uh if I wonder like do we do we know Cyb if that's if this is the next gen update or is there still more coming with that? Well, I think there's more coming with like obviously a lot of this stuff only affects the next gen consoles. Right. Where we go from here, I don't know. Hmm. Like, I, I really don't. The the um, are, you know, are they going to continue to like add change stuff, or are they now working on DLC? Again, we don't really know because they aren't being that like vocal about it. Mm -hmm. So, right. So we have anyway a whole bunch of new graphics modes available for uh, next-gen versions, essentially. And then here they have the apartments. Again, there's four of them that you can get in various parts of the city. And you also get some buffs for interacting with certain things in your apartment. I mean, 
talk about basic stuff. Um, taking a shower, for example, gives you a refreshed status for one hour. Uh, drinking coffee gives you a, an energized status for one hour. So uh, this is good stuff. You have to wonder. An attempt was made. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think the other thing, too, is, is like, like they're finally getting back to adding some more RPG elements to the game. And mm-hmm. why they walked away from that to begin with is just, it's just completely beyond me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's one of the things that we heard early, early on, like before this game was rebooted, was like RPG, RPG, RPG. And then it became, no, shooter, yes. shooter, 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 shooter. And they even promised, oh, yeah, we're not taking away the RPG elements. But, but they did. They, they took away basic things like food and rest buffs, which is predominantly a RPG thing. And why? Because, oh, well, you know, it's not really, doesn't really fit with the shooter aesthetic that we're going for. It's like. <sighs> Which doesn't make sense. You can have shooters with all of them. You can have an RPG shooter, shooter with all of that in it. Um, but yeah, why, why they decided it was going to be a, they, 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 we saw the change when it happened, when they stopped marketing it as an, a huge open world RPG and it was, became an open world mm-hmm. action story adventure or whatever very poor balancing choice so the as far as the living city let's let's dig into this a little bit because i think this is what a lot of people in our community had issues with this is what a lot of what i myself had a lot of issues with so i'm just gonna read some of these and then we'll i i I had a, a couple of our members on discord uh send me their thoughts on it those who have actually uh installed and played the new update so multiple fixes and improvements to npc melee and ranged combat ai and reactions including taking cover positioning reloading equipping weapons dodging blocking and many other features okay this is good if this this plays out as as it sounds like as it sounds like uh what they're describing here that's really good because yeah the, the ai was crap in this game the combat ai well the ai in general was crap in this game Again, nothing like what what they had uh, initially sort of promised us. Mm-hmm. Um, multiple improvements to dismemberment triggers, hit reactions. Okay, okay. So general improvements in that way. Enemies are now better at blocking and evading. <clears throat> the whole the whole experience was like you know Jamie Oliver trying to like make you you know fried rice and you end up getting this wet risotto. This is your third reference to that series. I know, it's so funny. (laughs) Further diversification of melee and ranged combat behaviors. Okay, so lots of of combat and AI improvements. And uh, we'll... I'll read you in a second what our our community members actually think of those improvements. Crowd improvements. Aggressive crowd behavior. Certain NPC archetypes can and will enter combat with the player when provoked by aiming, shooting, or fighting. Due to some technical challenges... This change, this change is not available on the previous generation of consoles. So that comes only to next-gen consoles and PC. And that's the kind of thing where that's... I, I don't want to just see graphical improvements with the next-gen versions. I want to see this kind of improvement. I want to see better crowds, better AI, that kind of a thing. Improved crowd reactions, pathfinding, and despawning. That's always good. 
drive model. Introducing an all new, all new burnout mode. Hold gas and brake to engage. And steer to rotate. Okay. Uh, it says drive model, but I guess this, uh, this is car improvements in general. Visual improvements to traffic. Uh, panic reaction to traffic, reactions to fender benders. Vehicles now have a wider range of reactions to being bumped into. What, rather than just driving off? Like, why doesn't the driver get out and yell at you or something? That's my question. Well, I mean, in Night City, it's uh, probably best to just not. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's like, unless you're well-armed... Um stopping to be like hey why did you why did you slam into my vehicle probably not a very good idea i mean generally that's not the the greatest idea in the world but yeah well yeah just nobody said that but you could have art different archetypes of of to see i've nbc drivers too like they said they wanted this to be a living dynamic city and yeah, yet, this is true. They, no no you're right yeah yet, you can even like roll down the window and like shout at the other person yeah, like, but the cities are like the 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 NPCs are just robots, whether they're driving uh. or walking, whatever. They also drive like crap. I hope they <laughs> improved the driving AI. <laughs> it was, oh man, I did. I think I did a, or I was planning to do, or I did do a montage of of just NPCs randomly crashing into things in their cars. Mm. So, NPCs, okay. Uh, I mean, there, there's so much to go through. I can't possibly. Honestly, you know, I, the more I think about it, the more I th I think like I don't think future cities will have roads. I really don't think future cities will have roads. Well, they will if we no, still have. I, I'm, I'm no, not no, 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 no. You, you're gonna get you're gonna get the Elon Musk um, road concept, which is no very few to little to zero above ground roads they'll be above ground like open places and places where you know utility vehicles and construction vehicles can move around but they will be moving around very very slowly and they will be very um localized um you know fire trucks that kind of stuff that that'll be common ambulances and that stuff but all like civilian traffic like vehicle traffic will be delegated to the um to the below uh what's it called underground roadways yeah underground roadways um most of which won't have access up to the top level you will you will get into the underground roadway a, a vehicle cart will like literally drive your drive your vehicle around to certain locations within the city and then once you're prepared to leave the city, it'll it'll take you to a causeway course where you know it, it offloads your vehicle, and then you get onto the road and you drive away. It's like I'm pretty sure that that again, like in a city that slowly evolves, this might be more difficult to to, to manage. But in a city that's been that's been rebuilt from like with a high level amount of technology, you have to be an absolute idiot to design a city the same way that that cities are designed today that were based off of the way that cities were designed 150 200 years ago this is it's just it's like if you have modern technology not even modern technology if you have future technology 
there's just certain things that you're going to be like, all right, we we can we can fix this, like, and and it's just a it's just at this point it's just like a it just makes sense. Like, why have all the vehicle traffic, you know, engines stuff running running above ground when you can run it underground? You can capture all that carbon because that that carbon, if you're capturing it in in that kind of way, I mean, it, a it prevents it going into the atmosphere. B, you can actually like turn it into something useful um so yeah well, sure like... i mean of course I, I i agree and in principle this is better the question is who pays for it but well uh well i mean if you're if you're redesigning it you just like it do it would it would if you're re if you're building a new city from scratch with all of the modern technology that you can you would just do things this way it would just it would just make sense well, sure, it makes so, sense, I, but again, it's, I mean, yeah. what you're describing obviously costs a great deal more than putting roads above ground. Uh, well, in some cases, no. In some cases, uh, having an, if you have an automated boring machine like Elon Musk has, yeah, sure, it's, you can make the, you make the argument that it's it's more expensive to do it initially, but I mean, the cost of road maintenance and repairs due to weathering is one of the biggest costs that most cities have to deal with, especially cities in like colder climates where, you know, ground movement and distortion is a common thing. It's like, as soon as you enter that into the equation, it's cheaper to just do it underground from the, from uh, the long-term cost. You think, you think government bureaucrats can think well, long-term? No, that's what I'm saying. That's... This isn't, this was, <laughs> Night City wasn't built by government bureaucrats. It was built by a, uh, by a, um, what's his face with that had a vision for the city and he built it with advanced technology. Sure. He had to pay the mob, but it's like, yeah, <laughs> well, that's why he couldn't afford to put in the underground roads. There you go. So, uh, open world. So V has now has standing with fixers through night city. And so, so, okay. So I'm guessing that means if you, if you screw up, a with a, a, a job for the fixer, um, then you'll, you know, you won't get the best jobs, that kind of a thing. That would be, that's a good dynamic if that's what that means. Uh, a fixer will offer you another set of gigs only after the previous set is completed in a given district. Completing all the gigs for a fixer will earn you a special reward, excluding Mr. Hands. Sorry, he doesn't, he just doesn't like you, Chum. Okay, is that really a, a standing, uh, is that really having standing with him, though? Or is it, that just sounds like progression through a, through a quest tree. So, I mean, to me, it sounds like progression, but it, that's just going through a quest tree. That's not that's not actually having like an affinity level with your fixers. Uh, crowds are more diverse during the day and at night. Let's see. So, anyway, the that's uh, that's a taste of what it is but what about the actual experience of this so we've got some comments in the live chat plus we've got some comments in our uh, in our discord server that i will read for you all uh ix says yes this is the next gen version okay good to know and let's see here game notes says yes sounds like time to replay okay interesting well and and let us know what you think of it like uh yeah if you game notes again another another very active member in our uh in our discord community uh 
and by the way, join up the Discord community if you are looking for people to talk about all of this stuff with, if you're looking to find people to game with, uh, if you are looking to just uh, find a great community to hang out with and enjoy your fandoms with, uh, check out our Discord community. We've got lots of great people, lots of great mods, lots of different rooms. We've got dedicated rooms for both Cyberpunk 2077 and Baldur's Gate 3. We can add more rooms as needed. There's general... As well as the animal channel. Yeah, there's like... The food channel, the anime channel, lots of stuff you can like geek out over together. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. So whatever you're interested in, uh, you'll probably find it there if it's some kind of entertainment fandom. Let's see. Um, IX says, if you get into Cyberpunk now, your experience will definitely be a lot better than it used to be. And uh, Game Notes says, yeah, but traffic in Night City is always going to suck even in the future. <laughs> yeah. <well. laughs> yeah. Even if they make the most See, economic I'm thinking, version. I'm thinking of the iRobot thing, right? Hmm. Like that's, <laughs> that's, that's what I think. I, I, that's what I honestly think things will come to. But I don't know. We'll see. So nobody, uh, way back at the beginning of the show, uh, and I didn't address it then, just because you, you know, we were talking about Baldur's Gate at that point, but uh, nobody says, so what if Cyberpunk got patched? The story is, I mean, you could definitely yeah. make that argument. Yeah, I, there's nothing, no changes to the story here. You're going to be playing the same story no matter what. Uh, so yeah, if you're still listening, nobody, thank you for the comment. So I did get a couple of pings from folks in our community who wanted to share I wouldn't, their I wouldn't call him nobody. I mean, he's clearly somebody. Yeah, but he's somebody is that he's somebody is nobody. So, sorry, no. Who is it that you're talking about? I'm talking about nobody. Nobody. But, okay. Nobody had this opinion. That does, no, well, then, then why are we talking about it? If nobody had the opinion, then no, some, that doesn't make any sense. Somebody had the opinion. It was nobody. Oh. Yeah, okay, so you, are you going to tell me whose chat. opinion? Okay, so again, nobody, nobody in the, nobody in the <sighs> chat, had the opinion that I just read. The user, nobody. Oh, okay. So we're we're doing <laughs> we're doing a who's on first thing here, which is yes, I I knew what you were talking about. It's just I think the who's on first is is hilarious. Is one of the best that bits of comedy, comedy in sketch. History. That always holds up. It's very funny. <laughs> I tried to I tried to get it I tried to do it in uh, a Lost Ark the other day. We were in a group and I was like, so um I've got a tank coming, but uh uh so who's the tank? And of course they responded with We don't need tanks in the Lost Ark. Duh. It's like come on guys, really? <laughs> like <laughs> they didn't get it. Yes, uh, according to Sentinel it. Cheese, your your humor card needs updating. Um, <laughs> IX says the story is fine. IMO the side characters get a lot of development in their side quests. Yeah, I mean there wasn't. It's not like all of the character. Actually, some of the characters were uh, really good, in my opinion. Uh, just the overall story suffered from just was mediocre. But there mm -hmm. were a lot of there were a lot of good characters, and in general, they could have done a lot more with this. But I had a conversation with a couple of folks in our Cyberpunk 2077 room earlier, as I mentioned, and I'll read out some of their thoughts now. So uh, Trauma Sentry, who we mentioned before, says that the TLDR is that it adds the basic things that the game should have had at launch. That's his TLDR opinion. The, the apartments, the character customization, the cars handle like they should. 
more variety of NPCs, reactions when you point a gun at them. Water physics is also fixed, and some quests fixed. Those are some of the things that Trauma noticed right off the bat, but -hmm. also says he would argue it's still far from fixed. The combat zone is dead, the the casino is still blocked off, and the story still is unchanged. And then uh, another one of our, one of our mods, Sherwood, came in and said, uh, "Can I sit down wherever I want yet?" Trauma. <laughs> Sherwood's been big on this, and it may seem it's it's it seems like a small thing to like. Can I sit on all the benches and stuff like that? But if you really have a living world that's interactable and dynamic, why can't you sit at the picnic tables and the benches and the things, and just watch the city go by, like? It's such a simple thing, and how hard would that be to implement, like, that you have a bench. Wherever you have a bench, the player can sit on it. What's, what's, why did they not have that? Makes, uh, doesn't make any sense to me at all. So, uh, PC players, oh yes, there's a walk toggle key now, if you're, if you're on PC, by the way. All right, and then I asked specifically about the AI because that's something that I that I was interested in, and uh, Trauma said that the AI is definitely improved, but not to the point one would deem as a pass. Like I said, the police are still broken. Oh, yeah, he had mentioned that before, that the police are still broken and there are, still are no car chases, except for those scripted events that happen as part of the story. And the gang... but. And then regarding the gang A or the combat AI, he said the gangs now flank, throw grenades, cover to re- and cover to reload. And each gang now has its own style of fighting. You mean they don't reload standing out in the middle of the street? What? I know. What is happening to society? <clears throat> so he says the Maelstrom are more reckless fighters. The Valentinos are more strategic. Sixth Street fight like soldiers with tactics and cover fire and stuff like that. That's that's really good. That is really good. I'm really happy to hear that. That's again like this is ba- this is such basics for for a, a game that was claiming to be next generation and an, again just an immersive dynamic world. This seems like baseline stuff. Why would all your gangs fight the same? So yes, I agree. It should have been in the it should have been in the base game. I guess the the big problem is they overpromised right off the bat. They weren't able to deliver, and they eventually had to deliver something. But now it's getting to the point where I think a lot of people agree it's it's getting to the point where it should have been at launch. Mm-hmm. Uh, go- Tastes like failure. <laughs> Jamie Oliver's cooking. <clears throat> so Ghost Ghost MD in our chat, in our sorry, not in the chat, in our Discord server also started a new game with the new update. He says it seems okay so far. Outside of the missing features, bugs, and glitches. Uh sorry. He said missing uh, some of the meat bugs and glitches are gone, as far as I noticed. Even decent performance. For my old GPU, so performance improvements, good to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, car chase is still missing on that feature. I think mods are the best hope. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean to have the dynamic, like the car chase feature is all uh, already built in, but it is scripted. 
So, um, like there are, it's a scripted events as part of the, part of the story, and you take, uh, you know, you take a predefined route, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember correctly. So, how to implement those dynamically? I don't know how much. I'm sure. I'm sure that the modders could do it. Uh, the question. I don't know how difficult that would be to implement. But yeah, I think mods may be. I mean, mods put in the uh, a modder put in the tram system that we were all hoping for, or that we thought would be part of the part of the game based on the advertising that that was shown to us. IX in the chat says the immersive dynamic world was entirely mismarketed. Hundred percent agree. And so this is where. This is where, like I was mentioning earlier, companies can learn a lot from what Larian Studios is doing. Uh, they can also do a lot from uh, what some other studios is doing. Some studio, some what some other studios are doing. I've been talking for too long uh, in this shutting up and not talking about their game until it's ready to actually be shown to us. I'm really glad we're being shown very little about Starfield, and I know there's a lot of strong opinions about Bethesda and. Uh, Again, we're not, you know, it's, uh, I'm going to wait to be shown as far as, you know, we're, we're anticipating Starfield being a pretty good game, but what, you know, not going to get hyped about it, uh, too far in advance. And in fact, it's, it's going to be a, you know, show me what you got situation after the debacle with Fallout 76. Anyway, I have been talking for far too long, so, uh. Yeah, your your thoughts, uh, Simon Moon, and of course anyone else who wants to uh, put their opinions in the chat. So I, I think we, uh, I don't think we talked about this about a week ago. Phil Spencer came out and said that he wants to make Starfield the most played Bethesda game ever, and he wants to go out of his way to create the best experience and allow them to create the best experience that that, that they could possibly do. So it appears as if he's had some hands-on with it and believes that it's one of the best games he's ever played. Um, but he's not saying this like a salesman says it. He's saying it like a like a leader is saying it, which is which again, depending on who that you know, if that was the the CEO of um, if that was the CEO of uh, of um, EA seeing saying that i would kind of laugh it off and roll my eyes but if it if it's coming from this source you know from phil then i have reason to believe it a little bit more than normal so okay interesting take but because again it's like it's like yeah like when phil spencer says a product is good because of who Phil Spencer is in the way that he deals with, you know, the, the marketing and stuff and, and stuff like that. I, I tend to believe him a little bit more, right? Like I tend to like go, yeah, I, I believe what he's saying far more than I would believe any other CEO by a long shot. And that's because Phil right now is interested in making games good and making a ecosystem for games. He's actually interested in that as a concept. Um, I heard through the grapevine that when when um, 
when Keeley was wanting to have all three of those guys, you know, the, the head of Sony, the head of Microsoft, and the head of Nintendo all show up on the same stage at the same moment, present a award for, you know, uh, for, you know, basically like the Lifetime Achievement Award, essentially, right? Um, that Phil was like, sure thing. And then the other two were like, uh, you know, maybe, you know what, let's get back to you. And it took two years for them to, to get that rolling. Hmm. But Phil was just like, yes, I think this is a great idea because he's a gamer at heart. He, he understands what, you know, the, the art behind games. It's why he's approached these studios. And I don't think, I'm not saying that, that, that Microsoft is going to be the, the savior of video games. I think there's a problem with them collecting all these studios and, and it'll probably be a problem until Phil retires, in which case we'll get somebody who's like, you know, who comes up from the sales side of things, who doesn't understand art. He goes through it and goes, all right, we're going to cut all these studios. We're going to cancel them. We're going to close them down because they're just not making the money and we're going to have AAA and everybody's going to make the best games out there. And they, they're going to repeat the exact same mistakes that, Everybody, every mega, mega corporation built by people who actually care about the products and who actually care about the service and actually care about getting the 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 pushing the boundaries of of things out there and is going to uh, stupid phone and is going to end up with the exact same thing that we had, you know, with with the whole, uh, you know, what what uh, what um, the shoot, what's his name? What's, um, what's the guy who made Apple? Oh, Jobs. Jobs. Steve Jobs. What Steve Jobs said all those years ago when he was talking about, you know, why do certain companies fail? It's because when your products no longer are the most important thing, but your sales teams are, then you're going to find a way to sell the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. You're not actually going to sell the right thing to the right people and push the inventions of that stuff. So, yeah, I think there's a definite problem here that'll probably happen again when phil retires from his position um but right now i i think phil is a gamer at heart and i think he understands art in general i, I think he understands the the concepts and i think he's i think he he has a brain on his shoulders unlike a lot of salespeople who just work off of a predetermined algorithm so yeah i i i trust him and so when he's talking about starfield i literally believe that we're going to see something great with that Okay. Any final thoughts about Cyberpunk, or have we talked that to death? Um, I haven't. I haven't played it. I haven't touched it. Um, I'm. I'm angry about other things going on behind the scenes. Uh, so I probably won't come back to this until some major DLC comes out, um, or the major expansion. I should say they don't. They don't typically call these things DLCs. Um, so yeah, once that comes out. I don't know. I'll take a look at it then. But right now, I'm disinclined to review it. Well, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat, mostly just because I've I've experienced yeah. the story. I've experienced all of the endings, and it's like, well, if I want different yeah, kinds of yeah. gameplay, I can get that from a different game. What's that, Moon? It's like there's not much there that makes you want to come back after you've like gone through it. Like I mm -hmm. I like I I couldn't get over Jackie. And I was very dissatisfied with like the story roots in general, so I just dropped it because it just didn't hold my interest. Hmm. All right. Well, 
I guess we will wrap that up. I mean, there hasn't been, it's been a bit of a slow news week. The biggest story I saw is that uh, Ubisoft employees, 200 days have passed since they initial, they initially uh, demanded changes from management and they're still waiting for change. And yeah, the, well, Ubisoft is not the good gaming company that people, it was never the good gaming company that people believed it to be. Um, they had some hits. A lot of that was, you know, handful of good people doing good work. But these are the same, like these, like I've talked about this before. Years and years and years ago, Ubisoft had their shooter and people were asking and begging for them to give them the ability to play as a female character. And they gave you that ability to play as a female character the same time that they gave you the ability to play as a dog because, you know, now you get to play as the bees. As in, the you know, the, the yeah. female term for dogs. And when you have people who are that critness and vile running your, your company who think that that's a good joke, eventually the failure of leadership is going to catch up. And that's that's what we had here. So... But they seem to be, according to, I was only able to skim the story, but it sounds like management is trying to pass it off like they've made some improvements and changes that are making the, uh, you know, making the employees happy. But the employees who are asking for the changes are kind of like, what, wait, well, like, what, what have, you, what has actually changed here? Yeah, nothing's actually changed. And as far as this whole NFT thing, they are, um, <laughs> to say that they have, royally screwed that up i mean like i i don't i can't imagine how much harder they can mess this up their response like hey guys uh we understand our employees are really angry about this whole nft thing so what we're gonna do is we're gonna be giving them some nfts yeah hear it in the house yeah everybody we're this is amazing the, the like, this is what everybody wanted. Now you can stop complaining about the NFTs and, and just, like, give us money for, you know, no reason. <laughs> That's a great solution. That's a great solution. It's like, and, and again, it's like you just, you roll your eyes and you're like, wow, these guys are so, so terrible. Like, so terrible. Like, not just terrible, not just a little terrible. They are the absolute worst <sighs> so yeah shake no. head yeah shake head i, I it's just yeah mm. well with that we'll wrap it up for today so uh hopefully some uh more pleasant news to discuss next week and we will be right back here at this time next week and of course also subscribe to this channel for maximum news with max Derrett and subsidian which will be uh it usually goes live on saturdays so uh, you can get your weekend dose of gaming news with Max and Cybe, and then uh, on Wednesdays you get uh, this show, the Augmented Reality Podcast, and we're glad to have you. We love doing the live engagement. It really uh, really keeps the show interesting and lively, so we really appreciate all of those of you who have uh, given us your comments in the live chat, and if you're listening after the fact, comment below. And please do slam that like button if you haven't yet. It likes it rough, and it tells YouTube that you appreciate this content. It tells us that, too. 
check out the YouTube server, check out our YouTube server, the, the uh, Discord server, check out the other YouTube channel, the Triple S League, everything Triple S related you can find in the description below. My name is Ash, on behalf of Cybsidian and Moontag, thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again very soon.